Friday, May 29th, 2020. This is episode 400. 400 episodes of We Live on a Planet. I cannot believe it. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Patrick. Currently here in upstate New York, right on the beautiful lake shores of Lake Ontario in Oswego. It is 70 degrees. Feels like 70. Highs are going to be about 78 degrees Fahrenheit, but we've got some thunder showers in the mix. Winds are out of the south right now, four miles per hour. We have a good show. We're going to time travel a little bit. I think I'm going to play my first episode for you. It's less than five minutes. That way we can hear the difference of we live on a planet from how it started and where it is today and who knows where it's going to progress from here. We'll also start off with our quote. Head to the History Channel's website, fact site, do all of our normal stuff we usually do, and then just kind of talk a little bit. So grab yourself a beverage of choice and sit back, relax. Wow. 400. Can't believe it. We'll be right back. back, back. Wow, we got the welcome back already (laughs) in. We got that in quick, didn't we? Our familiar welcome back. Okay, here's our quote. This is a German proverb. Fear makes the wolf bigger than he is. And I'll tell you what, lately, oh, that wolf has been huge for me. I don't know what happened. Uh, I've had a couple interviews that I've done here on the podcast, and they go over fine. And I, I do find I get nervous whenever I get ready to interview somebody or right before I come out to do We Live on a Planet, I might get a little nervous, even though I do have 400 episodes. I think it's just kind of natural. But um, my episode that I just had, I did a recording um, with a gentleman, uh, David Abed. And, oh my God, I got ready to start the interview with him, and I was real nervous. And as soon as we started, my voice started trembling. I was shaking. I ended up having a panic attack and I had to stop the recording and apologize to David and say, David, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. This is happening. I, I, I'm just kind of nervous. And he's like, oh, that's all right. And I said, well, I I think I'm having an anxiety attack. Not think I know I was because I've had them before. So I know what it is and it's crippling. And he's like, oh no, I'm real sorry. Do you, you know, do you want to take a little time? Do you want to postpone it? Do you want to redo it? I'm like, can you give me like 15 minutes? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he gave me the 15 minutes and we were able to do our recording, which was fantastic. And it was fun. And we had a great time, but it was weird. I I had, you know how I do interviews. If you follow the show, you know how I just kind of do a little mental gymnastics is what I say. And I jump around and I'm not a professional interviewer or anything like that. And we're asking all kinds of good questions. And then Corona came up and uh, I ended up asking him like this morbid question of saying, Hey, you uh, find out you only have two hours left on this earth. What do you do? I feel so, I was like, Ooh, sorry. I asked you such a morbid question. So you'll have to tune in for that. That it wasn't the episode. Our interview wasn't morbid except for that one weird, stupid question that I asked him. I don't know. I had a brain fart, I think. But the fear, like I was talking about this anxiety, and that it ended up happening. I did a recording yesterday with my sister-in-law, of all people who I know and love and trust, and I know her, and I've seen her face-to-face, and got ready to record with her, and the same thing happened. I didn't pause the recording. We kept going through, but when you hear the recording, when I release it in June, 
you'll hear the beginning. My voice is trembling. I am like out of my element. I feel like it's the very first time I'd ever done a podcast or I've ever been in front of a microphone. And it's it's terrifying for me because this is this is what I want to do. You know, Henry Ford said the whole secret of a successful life is to find out what one's destiny is to do and then to do it. I think I've found my destiny. This is it, broadcasting, podcasting. This is what I want to do. I mean, it's not just something for enjoyment, which it is. I want to make this show, We Live on a Planet, 800 episodes a thousand episodes. I want this to be where it's known, a household name. It's known in Mali, West Africa, that's for sure. We're ranked number four in the personal journals just under This American Life podcast, which we're in good company because that's a podcast people have heard of. And I'm proud of that. I'm really proud. I don't I hold a lot of times those cards close to my chest and I second guess we live on a planet sometimes too much, even though it's 400 episodes, give or take. Like I said, if you follow the show, you know my math might be off, but I'm celebrating 400 the way I've titled these and started numbering them the way my math shows it's 400. And it's been awesome, and it's been a journey, and it's been amazing. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's time travel and we'll do that right when we come back. I'm going to experiment with my Rodecaster Pro and try to use my phone and play my very first podcast for you so you can hear that. So maybe you haven't heard it before. Maybe you have, but uh, I don't know if I want to listen to it. Maybe, maybe I'll cringe. Maybe I'll have to pause it and stop it and not play it. Who knows? Stick around. We'll be right. Welcome back. All right, here we are. I am on Anchor's website, my Anchor provider. Going to pull up my first podcast. Hello, and uh, welcome to We Live on a Planet. This is my first podcast. Uh, This is Patrick. I've never done one of these, and I've been compelled to kind of try to do one. I'm kind of wanting to go on the topic of Thinking about our future, uh, we think about um, future in many different ways. Mine will be kind of a broad way of thinking of future, maybe just possibly of what the future might bring. Such as uh, in my lifetime, I've seen uh, science fiction become science fact. And so I kind of want to go on those type of thoughts of maybe making myself and maybe any listeners that might be interested in hearing this think uh think just think um one of the things that i've been really thinking about lately that made me uh want to try to do a podcast was um the uh because it's a topic i have with my family often um is uh self-driving cars and I really, for one, am totally down with this. I think this is a fantastic idea. I just, I'm all on board for this. For numerous reasons. So many reasons. One of the main ones, believe it or not, is uh, that I always try to, any of my people that don't like the idea of it, as I say to them, but think about it safety-wise. Think about how many people are killed daily and 
uh, traffic accidents. And I don't know statistics, and that doesn't really matter. That's not the point of what I'm trying to make is we know that's a fact, and especially now that the technology, once again, future has changed, and now the technology is there where people have cell phones, and they're using them in appropriate when they're driving, which is more dangerous than drunk driving. Once again, statistics show this. Don't need to go into those. If you're interested, I'm sure you know how to find those statistics. Um, but yeah, so I'm thinking about how safe it would be. And um, it brought me on to, besides be safe, it brings me thinking about so many different avenues of self-driving cars. And since I like to think so different times in the future, I'll always say, imagine in 150 years or 100 years from now, when we talk about people driving, those people will say, wait a minute, they used to like drive by themselves. That's right. Well, was there accidents? Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Well, did you need a license? Well, yeah, you only took a license once, but after you took that license, you didn't need to be uh, retested or anything like that. Was there bad drivers? Absolutely. Well, how did you fuel it with, 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 oh gas, right? Yeah. Did somebody special put this fuel in? No, you did it yourself. You didn't need a license to do that. So this toxic, highly flammable liquid is put in by any common person. And uh, I, for one, since I'll be on this, maybe making a podcast, I always like to try to say that we, we should get a, rid of all warning labels because maybe that would thin out the herd because I really don't think that you need to be told that coffee's hot. That's a beverage that is known to be hot, and uh, if you need to be told it's hot, maybe... God, I'm jumping all over. So that maybe would be another <laughs> topic of why we don't need a warning label. So back on self-driving cars and the safety aspect and talking to somebody in the future of how uh, to explain to them how we drove cars and the way they would look at it. They would probably think that was really strange. They would think of all the accidents and the people not paying attention and the drunk driving and tailgating. And I also thought with self-driving, since uh, if every car would be going a speed, it would really, really take away from traffic jams because traffic jams are really, uh, they're caused by the driver, usually. Nine times out of 10, they're, well, I, I don't know if I should say nine times out of 10 because I don't know those facts. and. Statistics, once again, don't really want to get into those, but in my opinion, we'll say it that way, in my opinion, um, I feel that traffic jams are caused by people because they're either not paying attention or they don't have their cruise control set or they're not using their cruise control properly. And we all know when we go to pass somebody for some reason, you can tell that they're speeding up. And I don't even think this is intentional. I think this is one of those human things where they need to be in front of somebody so they start driving faster and they don't even realize it but uh yeah I don't know off tangent thanks <laughs> okay so uh yeah how distracting was that background music aren't, aren't we glad that we live on a planet doesn't do that anymore that was my very first podcast. It was October 29th. How fitting. Today is the 29th, but it was October 29th of 2017. Yeah, we were rolling back in 2017, uh, doing our best. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. Yeah, so thank you for listening to that train wreck of my first podcast and how fun that was, though, and how different it is. And it's one of my things that I've said to my daughters ever since they were little, change. That's the only constant in life is change, and everything will change. And it's how you de- deal with that change that defines you. And so we live on a planet that's changed quite a bit. And uh, yeah. I, I'm proud of where we live on a planet has come. So I got myself a new grill. Yeah, see how we do. We jump around. We jump around. <laughs> got a new grill. The grill I've had, I've had for well over 10 years. Uh, my oldest daughter got it for me um, for Father's Day one year. And I've had it for years. It's a char griller with, um, or char, I can't remember the name. Yeah, char grill. And it's a charcoal kind with a smoker, side smoker box and everything like that. And it's it's finally seen its last days and I've got to put her to bed. And uh, I am a charcoal guy through and through. I love charcoal. I love the way, it, just everything about it. But I ended up getting a gas grill. And you might be like, well, why did you get a gas grill if you like charcoal so much? Because, I don't know, I'm... I'm I well, I do know. Being an alcoholic, like I am, drinking and grilling went hand in hand. And last season, and ever since I've become sober, and I'm coming up on four, or excuse me, five years. I'm coming up on five years sober, and uh, yeah, thank you, five years sober, and I grilling and drinking went hand in hand so I just haven't been grilling as much because I don't want to drink you know and I was trying to avoid those things and those triggers and stuff like that so the other day when I went to grill and used my grill for the last time is that's when I decided I need a new one I was telling my wife this is really like making me want to drink and she's like go go grab some uh bush NAs or uh, NA drink And I did, and the taste of the N.A. beer, it tasted so weird. And then after, like, three of them, I started, like, slurring my words because uh, I think it had, like, a placebo effect on me. There's studies that have shown in uh, social settings where they have fake beer, and they end up having a couple participants that know that the beer is fake, and everybody else does not know the beer is fake. And then those people start acting drunk that are in on it. And then what happens is that collective start becoming drunk as well, even though there's no alcohol in that beer. Isn't that weird? That's the way the, that's how powerful the brain is that it can work. There's studies that have shown where people that are given placebos and they're told they're a placebo, they can still work. And that is amazing because that's just shows shows that but so back to my new grill decided to get that got a cover for it and all that and uh i was looking for a grill a cover for my fire pit grill too because i have a fire pit but the cover for it um crapped the bed and since i was at lowe's getting my new grill i looked they didn't have one but they had a grill cover for my new grill that i got and i got that and bought it so when I got home, I went on Amazon and I was looking for fire pit grill covers. And I, I found that same grill cover, though, 
for the grill I bought, not for the fire pit, $10 cheaper on Amazon. And Amazon, or Lowe's price matches, it says right on their their receipt. So I called up Lowe's and I said, you price match, correct? And he's like, yes, we do, sir. I'm like, oh, okay, because I bought a grill cover there today. And I see it's on Amazon for $10 less. And he goes, oh, well, we don't price match Amazon. We don't price match Amazon. It's like, are you kidding me? 10 bucks. Yeah, I ended up not returning it and not going through the whole thing of Amazon. I didn't, just the reason why I didn't want to leave a carbon footprint, really, of that $10. It would have cost more for carbon footprint. But I guess that's the whole reason why everybody's like, Amazon's so evil. They're so rich. Jeff Bezos has so much money. They're Amazon. Why does people, why do people buy from Amazon? It's like, uh, right there. I mean, not that Lowe's is a local company. It's, so it's not like Lowe's is my, a, a family owned business that I know. If that was the case, I'd say, Hey, I don't mind paying that $10 or little less than $10 more because this is a family that's been in my hometown in business for how long? No, it's Lowe's. They're in every place, everywhere. And then they're like, well, why do people shop? Well, because $10 is $10, you know? So there's my little soapbox. We'll get off that. We come back, we're going to dive into all kinds of stuff and things. I know I say stuff and things too much. It's just part of the show. It's part of, <laughs> after you're doing 400 episodes, sometimes things will get repetitive. And uh, I don't mean to do that, but it just does happen. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. And we are at Word of the Day. And the reason why we haven't been at Word of the Day in a while is because of this. Oblivescence. Oblivescence. An act or the process of forgetting <laughs> I keep forgetting to do word of the day. Oblivescence. 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 It is a noun. O-B-L-I-V-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. -E -E. That is a way to strengthen our vocabulary. And we do that for uh, my listeners that are abroad. That English is not their first language, and also for myself, so that I can spreken, no, spreken Sie Deutsch, no, <laughs> so I can strengthen my vocabulary. I do not spreken Sie Deutsch. Hey, I was feeling curious too. I used to do that way back in the day. I would type in "I'm feeling curious," and uh, I was I typed that in this morning, and I typed it in, and this was the question: Can female fireflies fly? I love fireflies. Do you call them fireflies or lightning bugs? I've asked you that before on the podcast. It depends on the region you live in of what you call them. Male fireflies can fly, but female fireflies often can't because their wings are too short. The female firefly perches itself on a bush or rock and waits. When a male passes by with a signal, the female recognizes the female flashes back the same signal. In, I believe it is in the Smoky Mountains, there is uh, a huge variety of fireflies there. And there's one that is synchronized fireflies. And they, they 
flash in unison and people will go and go observe these. And so it's a big tourist thing that this park does. I saw it on National Geographic just the other day. And so I thought it was kind of fortuitous that here I saw something about fireflies and then I type in, I'm feeling curious. And I got that. Um, speaking of feeling curious and doing things, let's head on over to the fact site and see what happened or not. Uh, I was going to say, see what happened on this day, but that's next. We will be heading on over to the history channel's website as well. The fact site though, did you know that there's the world's quietest place out there? And no, I'm not talking about the 2018 horror movie, A Quiet Place, which was good. And they're doing part two of that. Um, but there is, at Orfield Laboratories in Minnesota, there's an anachoric chamber that is the quietest place in the world. In fact, it's so quiet that nobody has been able to bear the sound, or rather the lack of it, for longer than 45 minutes. You think to yourself, you're like, well, no, I want utter silence. I pray for silence sometimes, especially right now in this coronavirus, if you're locked down with your kids and if, oh my God, I can't even imagine having four-year-olds right now or that age running around locked down with me <laughs> and you'd want that silence. Well, the room's interior is so silent that its background noise has a negative decibel output of negative 9.4 dBA, which must be as a decibel level setting. To put that in perspective, the general background noise of an un, or of an urbanized area like a city varies from 60 to 70 dBAs, whereas in a rural countryside area, the decibel output is typically 29 dBAs. The lab's founder, Steve Orfield, said, We challenge people to sit in the chamber in the dark. One person stayed in there for 45 minutes. When it's quiet, ears will adapt. The quieter the room, the more things you hear. You will hear your heart beating. Sometimes you can hear your lungs. Hear your stomach gurgling loudly. In the anachoric chamber, you become the sound, he said. So for a normal person going into the room, the whole experience is very disori disorientating, it says. People, who tr who, people have trouble standing or sitting within this room as well as navigating the room or maintaining their balance. The daunting lack of noise makes it near impossible to orientate yourself as you walk in the anachoric chamber. As we humans rely very heavily on subconscious audio cues to, get to navigate when walking, as Stephen Orfield said, you take away the per, uh, perceptual cues that allow you to balance and maneuver, if you're in there for a half an hour, you have to be in a chair. So you can't even really stand. Other than driving people insane, the chamber is used by companies to test how loud their products are. As well as this, it's used by NASA to help train astronauts to adapt them to the silence of space. Yeah, so this place is so quiet, nobody's been able to bear the sound for more than 45 minutes. Isn't that crazy? I'm glad uh, we learned about a quiet place like that. And I actually f shared that fact over on my Twitter page from the fact site. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll head on over to the history 
channel's website and find out what happened on this day of history. We'll be right back. All right, we are on the History Channel's website. And on this day of history, and History Channel, if you're listening, or the Facts site, if you're listening, I'll be your spokesperson. I really would. I would love to. Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norway reached the Everest summer on this day in 1953. The uh, Mount Everest has a place close to here in the city of Oswego because the city of Oswego lost one of their own on Everest Michael O'Brien, he is an alumni from the school that I went to, Bishop Cunningham, which is a a small school that is now closed, and he was hiking with his brother, Christopher, who was a couple grades behind me, Chris was, and um, unfortunately, Mike fell into a crevasse and died on Everest, and uh, he is not forgotten, so rest in peace, Mike. All right, what else do we have on this day? Anytime I hear anything about Everest, it brings me right back. That happened um, in, I want to say, 2005, if memory serves. 2005? or two, Yeah, I could be wrong on that. And if I am, I apologize to the O'Brien family. Uh, 1848, Wisconsin enters the Union. 1917. And U.S. President's future president, John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy is born. Beloved President John F. Kennedy. People remember where they were when he was shot. And uh, just like you remember where you were during 9-11, if you're old enough for that. Or if you're old enough to remember where you were when Reagan got shot, which I remember that day. I was homesick from school. I remember the Challenger blowing up. So, yeah, there's certain things that you remember where you were. The day Lennon was shot. Uh, 2003, Bob Hope celebrates his 100th birthday. Here's one in crime. Did you know that Woody Harrelson's father was arrested for murder? He was in 1979. Actor Woody Harrelson. 2005, Danica Patrick becomes the first woman to lead the Indy 500. Good for you. I've talked about women in NASCAR before and women in racing and women... Their hand-eye coordination is just quicker. It's science. It's just they're 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 better at that stuff. And uh, I wish there was more female drivers or astronauts too. They, not that there's not a lot of female astronauts, but they wanted to put make sure they wanted mostly female astronauts when the space program was started because of their size, less cargo and everything. Women tend to be smaller. Um. 1780, the British Colonel Tarleton gives quarter in South Carolina. Oh, here's one sad one in World War II. 1942, um, Jewish people in Paris are forced to sew on a yellow star on their coats. Nazi bastards. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for this day of history. And... Yeah, that wraps that up for this day history. Stick around. We'll be right back. Access granted. Always for you. Thank you. This was a fun show. And now I have the daunting task, the fun, great task of putting together my grill, which I haven't got yet. I bought 
um, and paid for, but I haven't picked it up yet because I don't have a truck and uh, my buddy is going to be coming on over hopefully today so we can get the grill. Yesterday would have been a perfect day to put it together because the, the weather was just so nice, not humid, nice breeze. And it's starting to become a sea of green here in upstate New York. And I love it. Our backyard becomes just a sea of green. I'll be taking pictures of that and sharing that over at my website, WLOAP.com. That's how you can reach me and be a part of the show as well. I'm trying to start a new series on Wednesdays of tell me about your career. You know, because I want to know about your career. A lot of times we, whenever we talk about what we do that instantly defines somebody. And I, I, I want to know about your career, but I want to know more about you as well. But I'm interested in what you do because every job is important. And I think that it would be nifty to hear about your job. And it was fun talking with my sister-in-law the other day. And we got to talk about Pampered Chef because that's what she's doing right now. She is a consultant for Pampered Chef. And Pampered Chef's been around for like 40 years. And if you do it right, you can make a living out of it. And that's what she's trying to do and follow her dreams. And we talk about that on my show. I'm also going to be talking to my, my brother-in-law. Um, so I talked to my sister-in-law already. I'm going to be talking to my brother-in-law. He's a lineman and, uh, we'll have you, I'll have him explain to you what a lineman is and what a lineman does at a future time. Cause I'm going to be recording with him. I'm also going to be recording with, um, my cousin's son, Troy, and we're going to talk about what he does for a living. And one of the things I want to do too is kind of just find, uh, ask the person off the cuff, not know too. So you don't even have to tell me what you do. We can, I can find out and learn about it just like everybody else is going to in the world when you're telling the world your story about what it is that you do. If you want to be a part of that, head on over to WLOAP.com, leave me a voice message right there you can push my phone little icon it will ring five times before it goes to voicemail or you can leave me a good old-fashioned email i'll get it that way and uh we go from there thank you so much this has been fun 400 episodes i'm really happy and thankful for 400 episodes i i can't believe it myself it feels yeah amazing Amazing. That was a little late, a little late on that, weren't you? <laughs> You'd think by 400 episodes by now, my producer would be a little bit more on top of things, but uh, we give him a break, don't we? <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, we give <laughs> Stupid. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate it. And please tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. That's how we live on a planet is going to get more likes, more listens, more. I mean, we're, we're pumping along at 400 and I want to, I want to, like I said, the whole secret of a successful life is to find out what is one's destiny to do and then to do it. And I'm trying to do it the best I can. And I'm also trying to stay curious and judge, not judge. I'm trying to stay curious and not judgmental the best I can, too. I wish I could have spit that out a little bit better. That would have been just perfect, wouldn't it have? You know what, though? We live on a planet is not perfect. It will remain that way, not perfect. Remain unedited. 
unless some kind of software comes out that will make it really easy for me to edit. But you know what? I, even if they do, I don't like to edit. I'm not being lazy, but I just want it to be natural and organic with you. And that's the way We Live on a Planet started, as you could hear on my first podcast of a train wreck. Just natural talking to you. And that's what I enjoy most, coming out and talking to you. All right, my friends, take care. And I'll talk to you again real soon. For 400 more, here we come. Peace.